I'm Anaya Ingram and I got next. do sports life talk nation welcome back to another episode of sports life talk you got next i am your host the mouth of the southie jones and i'm rocking alongside my colleague my co-host my tag team partner the head coach kt how you doing today kt i'm doing well but i I just got a feeling there's gonna be a lot of louisiana talk on here and i'm not really for it hey y'all heard it he beat me to the punch i'm taking y'all back home my stomping grounds the state of louisiana we got a special treat that's small in package for mighty and impact we got anaya ingram sophomore college soccer star at the southern university anaya how you feeling today i'm feeling good happy to be here hey well we happy to have you but before we jump into anaya and tell her phenomenal story and and she got some stuff she's gonna tell y'all we gotta pay the bills and first and foremost i want to thank everybody for checking out our channel thank you for stopping by we know you could have been anywhere else in the world but you chose to listen in our story so we calling on all the su fans all the hbcu alumni grads all the nine the nine ingrams out there who are small and mighty but got a great story we need you to do us a favor in slg tradition true form to the show on the count of three we are going to smash that subscribe button one two three boom kevin i've made this determination to go around the country and tell these great stories of people of big people doing big things and accomplishing big dreams and uh you just i heard a thousand little things go off in my head when it happened kevin so this is going to be a very 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 prosperous show but those individuals who did do that just got front row seats to our exclusive content we drop you got next episodes every thursday and sunday so be on the lookout for more great shows like today's now without further ado kev who do we have in the building today i don't know she's from louisiana so why don't you introduce her because i know you want to do that i am i am out of zachary louisiana the southern university midfielder standing at five foot one there she is she poking her chest out she's smiling a nine ingram how are you today I'm doing good. You know, hey. it's bad weather outside, but you know we're inside. So nah, anywhere there's you with that smile, it can't be you. You just lit up. You lit up the whole room, right? So, all right. Well, listen to now. Before we tell everybody about how you have been out there on the front lines, protested, and how you chose to choose soccer as your sport of choice and a hotbed of talent, we got to take you through the initiation. Now, I know you read the cliff notes, so you ready? You buckled up? Yes, sir. All right, let's go, Kevin. All right, so to initiate you into the SLT family, you got to give us your top five hip-hop artists. My top five hip-hop artists, I'm going to start off with a little new school. I'm going to say Chance the Rapper at number five. Number four, I listen to my Louisiana rap. Got to keep it, got to keep it local. Support your, your local artists. Right. So 
Kevin Gates. I like old school. Love old school rap. My dad put me on at an early age. So definitely, I'm going to say Biggie as my number three because I'm not with the whole East Coast, West Coast, but Tupac is definitely going to be my number one. And uh, number two, that's going to be a tough one. I like how she carried it down, Kev. Yeah, she's a person. As much. I don't listen to as much hip hop. So. Well, what's your favorite R&B artist? Scissor. Nah, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. That's old school now. What she said. I love old school. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. All right. So give us your favorite sports teams. For football, I love the Seahawks. Thank you. After they won the Super Bowl, that's when I really started being a fan. But you I think my favorite connection, like, So you you liked them, but then they 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 decided to throw the ball at the end zone. So after they won the Super Bowl, they went and lost the Super Bowl. Right, right. And then I say my favorite like all time football player ever is probably Ray Lewis. I don't know. It was just something about that that whole era, Miami Hurricanes, and then Ray Lewis and his and his uh career. So I like Ray Lewis. That's my favorite football player. Um. My favorite soccer team, either Chelsea or I like the U.S. men's team right now, but also to love U.S. women's team because, you know, you got to support the women, especially because, you know, one, they've been in constant, you know, uh, what is it? They've been constantly like going back and forth, trying to get equal pay, pay and stuff like yeah, that. Pay equality. So... I gotta support them, love them, and I definitely, you know, support the U.S. national teams and stuff like that. So. Now, Kev, I want to. I want you to pay attention to something right now, because I don't know how y'all do it in Oak Cliff and DeSoto and Lancaster and all that there, but that's a Louisiana-bred woman right there. Did you hear her talk about Miami University and Ray Lewis drop side? That's how we do it in the state, man. Even the females out of our state know more than the fe- no no more than football and half the dudes out here, man. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Naya. Yeah, shout out to you, but Louisiana, yeah. All right, so who is your favorite? Put your L's up. All right. I don't know. I'm really not a big superhero fan, but I did. I did tell my dad the other day. I have a red car, and uh, I told him to give me some blue rims the next time, and we could put some blue lines on it so it could be Spider Man. <laughs> so I'm gonna say Spider Man for now, just because I told him that the other day. That was the first thing that came to my mind. So if I'm riding a Spider Man car, then yeah, Spider Man is probably my favorite. <laughs> All right, so instead of Spider-Man, we're going to call you Spider-Woman because there is a Spider-Woman out there. What will be your uh, theme song? Uh, can- hit him up by Tupac. <laughs> I hit him up. Now, you know that's a battle song. Now, you start out talking about I don't get into this East Coast, West Coast beat, but I hit him up was coming straight from Junior Mafia. I mean... I feel like for an opening song, like if you're gonna be a superhero and you got you got to kick butt, you know, you got to start it off with some hard stuff coming, like from the gate. You can't come out with, you know, the, the Lauren Hill playing for the theme song for the superheroes. Yeah. That hit them up. You say, if, if the click you claim, West Side till we ride. <laughs> <laughs> that Tupac, that song, that go hard. You claim to be a player, but yeah, we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, Anaya, welcome to the Sports Life Talk family. We are so, so blessed to have you on the show today. And just tell us a little bit about the uh, uh, about the culture, right? About being an African-American woman playing a sport, which we honestly just don't see a lot of us playing. You know, we, we don't see a lot of us in men's and women's, but especially in the women's. So let's talk a little bit about this. I'm, I'm shouting out my folks out there, Zachary. Zachary, stand up. Tell us what it was like growing up in Zachary and, 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 and playing soccer. All right, so my first sport ever was soccer. And then as I got a little bit older, I shied away from it and started running track. So I say I was serious like in running track up until like fifth, sixth grade. Then I went back and started playing soccer again. And I think I fell in love with it all over again. I really started practicing. I wanted to go to, you know, play on club teams. I wanted to practice more. I was in the, in the front yard with my cones, looking up stuff on YouTube. And then I finally started playing club soccer my freshman year in high school. And I ended up going to university lab school. I transferred from Zachary my eighth grade year and I went to U High. So I was the only black girl on my soccer team for like two years up until my junior year in high school when I was there. And it was always, it was never awkward being on the team because I loved the sport so much that I just, you know, you know, it was different for me being the only black girl culturally, but it was just, it was like, because I enjoyed the sport so much that it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to say, okay, well, I, I love playing soccer, but I don't like my teammates. It wasn't like that. I just like playing the sport and I enjoy going out there and I made friends along the way. But there, there were some conversations that would always come up eventually. And I, I think I appreciated the conversations because it was more, I'm comfortable enough to ask you because you are my teammate as opposed to, you know, seeing them stereotyping, you know, feel a certain way about certain things. You know, we would have open conversations on bus rides to games and at practices and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think it was a great experience for me as well as the people on my team because I felt like I had something to offer them, but also vice versa, you know, black people and white people are different. So you learn from each other different things also too you realize that a lot of it is ignorance as opposed to just pure hatred if it is some type of you know discrimination or racism somewhere mixed in there with that person or something like that so i mean i, I genuinely appreciated that experience so when yeah. i got to zachary it was a little more diverse i graduated from zachary i went to U high for three years though Okay, okay. Well, I can tell you, you you giving me these these uh these next level type vibes. I don't know, Kev. We might be looking at the future governor of Louisiana or something right there on on the mic right now. I'm tripping. Hey, you you well like I mean, do people ever tell you to be to be you know 19, 20 years old? You 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 speak very well and you kind of light years ahead of the game right now. You you playing chess? Everybody else is playing checkers right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I've tried, you know, to keep my, myself educated on different things, you know, I, I probably, I said I'm a little bit more aware than a lot of people around me, but, you know, I feel like you can learn from everybody. So just to keep an open mind and to be more willing to listen and understand as so opposed to always just saying stuff too, you know. Now, how many times did they, uh, they ask to touch your hair? Never. I've oh, never had... Anybody okay, I always that. wondered that. I always wondered that. I know, I know I hear that a little bit. So uh so I want to ask the kind of the, the reverse question. You were around a lot of Caucasians when you were playing. 
uh, did did black people kind of question that as well? Did you have to kind of go back to black people and say, hey, I'm not losing myself because I, I hang around all of these Caucasians? Or was that just the, 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 the African-American community knew what was up? For a second, my dad would crack a joke and he was like, oh yeah, one day you're going to bring a white guy home. And I was just like, no. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm, that's exactly know, what I'm talking about. Not really my cup of tea, but you know, I found a lot of friends that I made when I was at U High, they would feel like they weren't black enough to be with black people, but they weren't white enough to hang out with their white friends either. Um, I didn't feel like I had that problem. I had friends from my old school and I also had friends at the school that I was at. But I have been in different environments to where somebody would be like, oh, you went to school there, so you're not like this. You wouldn't understand that. And it's just like, I feel like I didn't owe it to them for me to be like, you know what? No, I'm not like that. You know, I was just like, you know, you're going to feel how you feel about it. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. I feel like they didn't treat me mean or try to treat me like an outcast because of it. But, you know, it... Sometimes I do get comments about the fact that I did go to a private school for a while or that I play a white people's sport. Somebody yep. told me that in the gas station up the road one time. They're like, oh, are you you on the dance team or something? I was like, oh, no, sir, I'm a, I'm a soccer player. He was like, oh, that's a white girl sport. I said, you'd be surprised. You go over that hump and you're going to see a whole team full of black girl soccer players at Southern University. So. A lot of people don't even know that we have a team here at Southern anyway. I, so. I didn't even know it. You, you you exposed me. You put me on game. So, yeah, so a lot of people here don't know. So the fans are probably sitting back and they're like, man, she's so mature. She's not afraid to tackle this tough issue of racial equality and what it's like for a young African-American female to be surrounded in this weird and awkward environment. And this is just not something you're saying on our show. You believed in it. As a matter of fact, this past season, that you were given an award from Zachary or, or from the city you grew up in in regards because you organized a Black Lives Matter protest last summer. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, A little bit after um, George Floyd was killed by the cops in Minnesota, you know, it was a big topic. It was a heavy topic for a lot of people. And uh, me and a couple of other people in the community, we formed like a little group and we made signs and stuff like that. And I used, you know, going to U-High, but also living in Zachary, I had people there that were interested in participating. I had been to a few protests that some of my other friends had put on in Baton Rouge. So they were supporting, they brought the crowd that they had at theirs to ours. And it was a really big turnout. The cops were, they were willing to, you know, shut off the main street in Zachary so we could actually walk and protest. And uh, I think we left from the high school and we walked to, like city hall in that area and then everybody kind of said what they said or whatever they wrote that they, re they read their speeches and stuff like that you know that opened a few doors like further on i had an opportunity like a scholarship opportunity for it was like a leadership week or something like that uh, a little bit after like later in the summer because of you know my my involvement with the protests and stuff like that but it was a humbling experience, you know? I mean, it's unfortunate what happens. And, you know, you hate to, to see the, the justice system misuse power so often, especially when it pertains to black people. So, I mean, I feel like if it was my brother, if it was my dad, then I would want somebody to, you know, say something, speak up for us. So, I mean, I feel like regardless of whether it was in Baton Rouge or not, 
you know, it, we all have our, our obligations to society to step up and say, hey, you know, it's wrong. And also, too, we have our own issues here that are coming out slowly, but they're coming out finally. I, so, I wasn't, plan- I wasn't planning on going this direction with it, but what was what was going on in your mind? Like, what emotions, what all emotions flowed through you as the events of last summer transpired and you saw black people, white people, Mexicans, Asians, no matter what culture, it was like everybody came together in the midst of this pandemic. What was going on in your mind, even as as you went on to, to, to do a little protest or excuse me, a big protest right there in your hometown? Tell me a little bit about what emotions you were feeling. I mean, it was so many emotions that could be felt in that moment. One, since, like you said, it was in the middle of the pandemic and it was early on. So people were still unsure about the pandemic. Oh, I don't want to go out and I don't want to catch it. When people were protesting though, they were out and it was hot. It was in the middle of the summer with their mask on, ready to protest, ready to raise their voice. So it was hot, you know, we were out there sweating. Um, you know, we had seen how a lot of the the protesting had ended in other places too. So I can honestly say a little bit of fear that, fear. you know, maybe yes. somebody else might go out and, you know, they want to start something. They want to throw a bottle at a cop or something like that. And now it turns into a riot in a small city. And it's like, you know, obviously they're going to pin it on the people who organized the protest as opposed to saying, okay, well, it just got a little out of hand. Yeah, so I mean... Because Louisiana was not Louisiana was not immune to to what transpired. Baton Rouge right. was the home of Alton Sterling. So are right. we talking right down the street? You got some 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 issues that need to be unpacked. You still got a right. community that's grieving and hurting after seeing a person that was down with two cops on his back get shot. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why it's such it was such a heavy topic here. You know, to see somebody else, even though they were in another state. You know, we know how it felt. Because our city was, you know, up in arms then, too, as soon as that happened. And it was for a while. So, I mean, it was it was a lot of emotions, like, planning the protest, but also being there. And then after to see that it was such a good turnout, it actually was peaceful. How many people in the community actually came out and participated. But also to see, you know, some people show their, their tales in the community about how they really felt about the mm. situations, too people that you thought were your friends and you know people that you kind of grew up with they were like oh you know y'all are blocking up the road y'all are taking up time doing this y'all are just gonna cause a riot and it's just like you know do you not see that the cause is bigger than just we're taking up a few minutes you trying to get some some chicken yeah right you can't get down main street like you know so i mean i feel like it revealed a lot but also too i feel like it built something up inside of me too and it opened my eyes to a lot of things as well. Man, you, you're five foot one in, in size, but you are carrying the world right now. You are doing gigantic things. Let's talk on a positive note. Uh, you played on a, on a, a predominantly white team for the most part of your career. You go back home to Zachary. There was no doubt in your mind you wanted to go HBCU, I'm assuming, at this point in time. What, what, made, Southern the, what made Southern the right choice for you? All right, so coming out of high school, I didn't start getting offers for soccer until later. Like, it was more towards when COVID kind of started. Really? So I had um, Alcorn. I was talking to Jackson State, and Southern was obviously, I'd been in contact with their coach as well. So um, 
I really, you know, I wasn't really interested in Jackson State. Growing up in Louisiana, Southern Jackson State rivalry, it just was less appealing. I just could not go to Jackson State. It just wasn't, you know, it, it sounded good to have a little offer from there, a little money. Woo! But it just like, I can't go to Jackson State if I had an offer from Southern too. And then Alcorn, I don't know, I just think I... I kind of like the idea of staying at home, but also to being able to move into my own apartment. So I was like, you know, I don't want to go too far and then be homesick, but I was like, I don't want to stay at home and then stay in the house. I wanted some freedom. So yeah. I was like, you know, Southern was my best bet. Uh, one of my high school teammates, she is my roommate now. So she came here too. So I had friends, so I knew people here. And also, you know, it's just nothing like being at home. I can always go up the road and get a meal from my house and come there back. There it is. There it uh, is. Hey, we built different camps. You know, I, I be trying to tell Kev like in Louisiana, we don't we don't rock with everybody like that. It's it's some, it's some principalities to this thing, man. I mean, like, hey, yeah, Jackson State. No, no, we good. No, we stay Kev, take over, man. I don't know. Y'all all buddy buddy, so I already know I probably lose in our championship round. Anaya, <laughs> tell us about your first experience at Southern when you first stepped onto the campus. Well, my first experience at Southern definitely did not start this year. I mean, I grew up going to Bayou Classic, going to homecoming, you know, uh, went to ACT prep on campus at TT Lane. So, I mean, I've been around campus, you know, I know people here. So it is definitely home, but I think coming here freshman year, it was different. It was definitely an adjustment because one, COVID made most of the stuff online. Um, That's right. Our season got pushed back in, into, it got pushed back into the second semester and it's usually first semester. So, you know, coming in freshman year, we didn't have the end of our senior year in high school. And, you know, it was it was difficult for us because it was like, we didn't have graduation, we didn't have prom. And then also too coming in, it's like, all right, y'all are supposed to be safe. Y'all aren't supposed to catch COVID first semester. So no party, no going out, no activities. So it was like, we were stuck in our apartments for like all the first semester. So naturally, you know, we, we got antsy, you know, people were throwing parties and we got in a little trouble with our coach. But, <laughs> you know, it, we, we got back to, to business by the time season started. And, and, you know, it was difficult, but we made it through. We had a good season by the end. We did well in the swag tournament, so. Was fans there or y'all had to play without the fans? Um, we had fans, but it wasn't max capacity. I think it was only a certain percent. Just family and members also and stuff? Too, well, no, it wasn't just family members. Um, the way our stadium is set up, it's like bleachers, but also too, if you bring your own chairs and they spread out, then they weren't yeah. gonna say anything about it. So, I mean, a lot of football players would come, like friends and family would come. Yeah, that's pretty stuff, dope. Like people like that, but it wasn't like a overabundance of people anyways. So, Anaya, let me ask you this. Let's just say that hypothetically, I have a daughter and mm -hmm. she's trying to pursue, pursue her dream of, you know, playing soccer. Why should she go to Southern to further her career? Well, I feel like for starters, there's no experience like an HBCU experience. I feel like um, from the professors to my teammates, 
the people that work in my apartment, everybody on campus, the people in the union. It's like everybody's family, everybody's close, you know, everybody cares for you. You know, if somebody doesn't like you, it's not prejudice, it's not racism, they just don't like you and you can respect that. You know, um, it's a rich culture being at an HBCU, even though we are underfunded, even though, you know, sometimes it is a little tore up or it's a little, you know, it's not as nice or as glamorous as a PWI. You know, it's it's home and you're definitely gonna get comfortable being at the HBCU that you're at. But specifically Southern, we have good food in Louisiana. Boom. The people are nice. Boom. You know, it, it's definitely family. Southern's campus offers its own, it has its own flavor to say to say the very least about it. You know, the bluff, we get, we're on Scott's Bluff. Um, it's a nice river at the back of campus that you can sit out there, you can eat your lunch. You know, the professors are kind, you know, it's people that look like you there. And I feel like to say that we have red beans and rice with fried chicken every Monday in the calf. I feel like that's that's enough reason to come to Sunday. Hey, just the chicken right alone. <laughs> red beans and rice on Mondays is enough to come to Sunday. Well, all right, Anaya, you ready? You ready for, to to turn me and Kev gonna become the athletes, and you gonna become the the guest here for a second? All right. All right. You, Anaya Ingram, have entered into what we call championship rounds. Have you ever played a game called Would You Rather? Uh, yeah, I have. All right. So you kind of get the premise of this game. It's very simple. I'll give you an option. Kev will give you an option. These will be statements. You have to select one of these statements. Now, you can't alter the, the options. You can't modify. You can ask any questions and we'll expand on it. So please do think about your answers before giving them. But the ultimate goal is to put you in a pressure cooker to where you have to select one over the other. Now, the first host to get two points or the best out of three will win this episode of Championship Rounds in Anaya. Me and Kev takes this very seriously, and it's why it gives me no better pleasure to tell America that I am up 18 games to 17 games. That is right. The mouth of the South B. Jones is right now the defending champion. So I will get today's game started. I'm going to put 318 on my back. All right, Anaya? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Anai Ingram, would you rather become the head coach of your own soccer program, similar to a AAU, or go around the country coaching and exposing young African American girls to soccer? I don't have to say go around the country exposing young African American girls to soccer. I'm giving you your own program. No, you can help the young the, the young ladies right now. I know, but it's just I don't know. You don't see a lot of us playing soccer you. in general, so I'm just giving you a hard time. I check one to Kevin. Boo. Can we add some sound effects to the show, Kevin? They go boo boo. Round two so one <laughs> round one would you rather travel for one year as michelle obama's assistant or work on the set of oprah as an intern for one year mm-hmm. i have to say travel with michelle as her assistant i think you just want to travel <laughs> you know what but I like I like uh, Michelle Obama though. 
I know. I know. You're a political <laughs> person. Yeah, you don't have to justify anything with him. Well, Zanaya, thank you for turning turning the, 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 the ring over to him. Good job, Zanaya. Good, good job. All right. So uh, here we go. Last question. You, you, you be quiet. I got this. Okay. Round I'm just in, I'm just in disgust right yeah, now. Yeah, you should be. Round three, would you have Southern win back-to-back conference titles or would you like to be the best player in the conference and win an MVP? Best player in the conference and win MVP. I think she gave you sympathy on that one because she knows she wanted to go Southern. Back. Like, she didn't want you to get swept. I understand, Anaya. I get it. Louisiana, y'all want to stick together a little bit. But hey, I got the win, so I'm good with this. I'm still, I'm still, tri- man, Oprah's the biggest network. It's going to set you up for your own show, Anaya. Jones. Let it go, man. <laughs> All right, Anaya Ingram. I know I, I hate we didn't talk some of the fun stuff you got. I, I see all kind of stuff here in your notes. You love to read. You love to write. Even roller skating. I mean... Hey, tacos, and I think your favorite food is really breakfast food. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, I love breakfast. I, I love breakfast, too. Hopefully for Father's Day, I'm going to get some, some breakfast for dinner. Uh, so... All right, so uh, let's talk a little bit about you got next. So the whole purpose to have you on here is we're gonna be rooting for you. SLT Nation is gonna be behind you now. You in the family. So what does the what does the future hold for you? Um, well, you know, uh, I intend on going to. I mean, long term, I intend on going to law school. Hopefully, you know, graduating. That's that's the that's a big goal at this point to graduate at the end of my four years on time. Um. Short term, you know, the coming season, just really being able to fully come into into myself as a player, um, really get settled in and settled down. Some I didn't have the best season last year personally, but you know, I've been really working hard this summer. So next season, you know, can show up and hopefully show out. So yeah, midfielder midfielders are like strikers, right? So have you scored your um, first goal? Kind of. We we kind of we're more of the we distribute the ball more than anything. Like, you know, we receive it from the defense and pass it back up. And if we have too much pressure, then we pass it back. We I help we help facilitate the ball movement on the field. So Okay, okay. Well, well Anaya, tell us about your, your coaching experience and how that differs from being a player. I love Good coaching. Um, I just started coaching. So it's really, it's really been like, I said about six months at this point. But I coach little bitty kids like uh, six and under, and then I coach at a school, and I'm just kind of teaching them the basics of soccer. But I enjoy coaching because you know it's just some things that you learn coaching that you will not get being a player. Like just the the difference. Like I, I see what my coach goes through now dealing with us because it's like okay, well you have to you know teach teach that to somebody else. It's one thing playing it, but it's another thing trying to tell somebody else how to play it, especially small kids. So I feel like it offers a a different insight of the game. But I think I have to actually sit there and like look up drills and games and different ways to make it fun and, you know, keep the kids, you know, engaged the whole time I'm training them as opposed to just showing up and just doing whatever the workout is and be like, whoo, okay. Bye, see everybody tomorrow. Like, you know, it, it's more to it than that. You got to show up early, got to get set up. You got to, you know, make sure you memorize all the kids' names and tendencies and what they like and keep them focused and 
how many water breaks is too many and how many is not enough because you know it, it's more technical so it's like it's different than just showing up and participating and leaving but you know you actually have to put more into it so hey so um oh man what what is the what is the ultimate dream what what is the if you look forward 10 years what what are you going to sleep at night thinking about uh, what is the ultimate end game for a nine group? Is it to be the the the, the, the first female president? Well, what do you want to do? I don't I don't really want to say right now because I don't feel like I want to limit myself to just oh this is what I'm chasing or this is what I want to do. I think I really just want to be successful. I want to be happy and love what I'm doing, but also too I want to help other people and feel like I'm making a difference around me. So. I think those are the, the things that are most important to me when I consider the things that I'm getting myself into in my life. But, you know, the sky's the limit, honestly. I just, you know, I want to put myself out there. If I want to try this, then I want to try it. And if I don't like it, then I want to try something else. You know, just, I don't know. I just kind of want to try different things. But, you know, I just want to be happy with what I'm doing. All right. Well, uh, Kev, you want to you wanna get our call signs and... Oh, so Anaya, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. All right. My Instagram is it's underscore Anaya, but it's n dot i dot y dot a. And I'm on Twitter at Ingram Anaya. And uh, I'm not really on Snapchat much. So. Okay. So uh, any shout outs? Shout out to my dad and my mom for raising me. Shout out to my little brother. Um, my teammates and all of my coaches that helped me get to this point and most importantly shout out to God for getting me to that point in my life so all of this could be possible for me to be on the show for me to get in college and have some some scholarship to be here on and play and continue to play the sport that I enjoy and get an education so hey you got ice water in your veins Anaya Ingram and Anaya Ingram you got next we want to thank you so much again for coming on the show it's been a pleasure i cannot wait to see where this uh with this mature polished political attitude and mantra that you have i can't wait to see where it takes you kevin and i and the rest of sports life talk nation we will be behind you every step of the way uh we want to remind everybody again please like share uh subscribe please leave us a comment let us know what you think uh, tell us how you feel about Kevin just getting the upset today in championship rounds and tying it up 18-18 and let us know who your top five is. It don't matter. And let us know if you want to see Anaya dance. I, I want to see her. I want to I want Anaya to publish a, a video. She says she can dance. I'm challenging her to a dance off because we can't touch on the soccer field. Uh, remember, Kevin and I, we go live Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. We stream uh, on YouTube. We stream on Facebook. If you hit the subscribe button, you'll automatically get a front row seat and notified when we go live. And also, we drop new content all the time, but exclusively on Thursdays and Sundays, we are dropping You Got Nexus. So you'll see more stories like Anaya Ingram and other wonderful, lovely young ladies and men all across the nation who are doing big things. Kev, you got anything you want to leave them with? I mean, even though y'all got that Louisiana connection, man, I I came in and kind of ruined it when, with me winning championship round. Oh my goodness. Right? No, we still can't, folk. You don't know nothing about the food. You don't know nothing that's about still, the people. That's still yeah. cousin. That's yeah, we still, still can't, folk. Well, we still fam. Oh, excuse don't me. You, <laughs> don't you even worry about it. Alright, listen, we want to thank y'all again for coming in and uh, listen, we love y'all. 
Y'all be blessed. Stay safe. Take care of one another. And y'all just do the damn thing. Listen, we'll see y'all again next time on another episode of Sports Life Talk. You got next. Yeet. Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed myself. Look, baby, say I'm flash. You see me. I know I got a giant in the drip, but I double because I'm tired of the vibe. She clingy. And I don't play around with the wrist when I get it. You already know the vibe is VVs. I swear I feel alive when I'm in them in the yo into the air, making vibes on repeat. And I ain't gotta lie, you see these. She said she want a vibe, she need three. Each one for my boys, my team Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me. Iced out all the mods, Felipe's. Big dogs, it's a gin, know I'm ape. Cook a little, know I'm different, raw with the ape. Do this for my sons, I know it's mine for the take. Little baby, look like she the type that be playing. Slides and I skate this. She dummy, probably thinking who this. Yeah, money now is funny how I see the mood switch. But boy, name girl, funny how the two mix. So I got them upside, now they got the loose lips. Want the doors with a suicide on it If I'm winning, gotta put my slimes on it I ain't buying no Gucci or Prada That she my man, that's proof of her solid Drip the finesse like Kyrie Young man with his own brand, I designed it Whole game got a wrist sprain cause I iced it No name in my domain, I'm the nicest Game, no, I used to dream of the dykes Two bad things, I'm in between like a hyphen Drip when I pull up to the...